The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. Hi, this is Mia Mosenzel, also known as Mia No Time for Love. Check out my latest book, Missing, available in print and ebook formats on Amazon. It's now time for the Mike Wagner Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios and sponsored by international award winning author Mia Mosenzia of Missing. The Mike Wagner Show can be heard on over 40 podcast platforms, as well as HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, and TheMikeWagnerShow.com. We can be heard in over 100 countries, featuring over 1,000 well-known and amazing guests throughout the globe, and named one of the top 100 global podcasts in the New York Weekly Times, Hollywood Entertainment News, Los Angeles Weekly Times, Apple, and Chartable. So sit back and relax and enjoy another great episode of the award-winning Mike Wagner Show. Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Wagner Show, powered by SoundCloud Studios. Visit online at SoundCloudStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SoundCloud Studios is the answer. SoundCloud Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SoundCloudStudios.com. Mention Mike Wagner Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Molson-Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molsonzia has garnered great reviews in Eve 11 and George by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Caston, Forge Riley, and Minos. So grab your copy today for Girls Missing by Mia Molsonzia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com or 40 podcast platforms heard in over 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music. Also, heard on HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, and a few networks coming soon. Take the Mike Widener Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies, baseball gear makes great gifts 24-7. Go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Weiner Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molson-Zam for great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles. Also, T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Molson-Zam. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Weiner Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you give generously today. We're here with a terrific lady who entered the world of shamanism as a teenager and became interested in tarot and astrology. She moved to Dubai to study various religions and later came back to tutor for 15 plus years by spiritual editor Josephine Croshu of the Pekinai Nation. And she has a new book, which features a young single mom named Deidre, who receives a mysterious message on how people can live in a remarkable new social order without using money. To, taken from ancient shaman uh, teachings, and um, she also graduated from uh, the Four Winds Society Healing the Light Body School, and also a, a special advanced soul retrieval, and uh, 
formed the uh, Kamapli um, School of Shamanism with uh, Mar Harwood, and she was director instructor for over um, 30 years. And uh, talk about the 22 shamanistic archetypes and what are the present people's lives. And she has a new book called Currency. We'll talk about that. Live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studios, somewhere in southern Alberta, up in God's country. She's the author of the book Currency and also... Um, also a uh, director for over 30 years at the uh, Kamapi School of Shamanism. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented Shannon Lynn Harlow. Shannon, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Hi there. Nice to be here. Well, it's great to have you on board, Shannon. So you entered the world of shamanism as a teenager and you became interested in tarot and astrology. You moved to Dubai to study various religions and also you tutored for 15 years by spiritual elder Josephine Croshu of the Hikanai Nation and you... Um, also uh, graduated from the Four Winds Society Healing the Light uh, Body School. He specialized in advanced soul retrieval and also formed the Kamapi School of Shamanism with um, Marv Harwood. And you're a director and instructor for over 30 years. You also wrote a book called It Depends on Who's Looking. And you have a new book called Currency, which uh, features a young single named Deidre who receives a mysterious message. And it's about how people can live a remarkable world without money. Before getting to all that, uh, Shannon, tell us how you first got started. Well, when when you say I entered shamanism as a te- teenager, not quite. Um, as a teenager, I was really interested in tarot and astrology. Yes, astrology came first. Um, you know, kids in school reading one another's natal charts and all of that. And I I found I was pretty good at it. And the kids all would mm. come with their with their birth dates and say, "Here, tell me about myself." And Pretty soon, it was the teachers saying, would you read my chart? (laughs) And then from there, a little bit older, I found the world of tarot. And tarot, from my point of view, was like taking astrology to a whole new level. And I began to recognize that the energies behind both of the methodologies were so similar. And then later on in life, when I started to study mythology, I really realized that whether you're talking astrology or tarot or mythology or numerology or any of the ologies, um, they all have the same basic energetic core behind them. And for the most part, they all equate, at least in our world here on planet Earth, I suppose, to 22 main archetypal energies. Um, In astrology, that would be, you know, the 10 planets, plus sun and moon, and in and plus the, the 12 constellations. And then over in Turo, it's the major arcana. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about all the same energetics. So that's really how it all began. And then years later, I really was um, yeah, in, enthralled with shamanism, thanks to um, Joe and Josephine Crochu of the Canning Nation, right? Mm-hmm. And what precisely uh, was that uh, one moment that simply influenced you into uh, getting involved with um, tarot and uh, shamanism? So what was that one moment that said, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my career? Well, I suppose the moment when I realized, and actually I didn't even realize it then, but when it all really began was when uh, Marv and I, my, my hubby and I, we wanted to get married and um, we wanted something very spiritual. And we wanted not to have it in a church, per se. Uh, so he was very involved with the um, with the Native people here in southern Alberta. He was born and raised right next door to the Bikani Nation. He knew the spiritual elders. He went to school with their kids. He, you know, after school, go have 
cookies and milk over at, at the crochet's house. So he knew them. So when he suggested to me, what do you think about a traditional Blackfoot wedding? Well, that's, you can't get more spiritual than that. So I was all in. Mm. And the old people who married us eventually, when we asked them, would they marry us? Uh, you know, at first, rightfully so, they were you know, they were leery, a little suspicious, were, you know, what was our real motive? And they wanted to make sure that they weren't going to be used and abused. And um, so they they spent some time before they just jumped right in with both feet and said, sure, we'll marry you. Um, instead, they said, we will marry you. Uh, but you have to understand what the the energetics behind the marriage ceremony is about. So you've got to learn, you know, our our traditional ways. You've got to learn the ceremony. You've got to learn the the rituals. You you have to learn all of it. And then after you've learned all of that, and we've married you, our expectation is that you will take it out into the world. Um, the phrase that they used was I've called bridging the gap. They spent their lives doing that. They um, were incredible people, so incredible people. They were well recognized not only in their own, you know, band and and nation, but uh, uh, across Canada. In fact, they received the Order of Canada, which I think in your world it's called um, the Medal of Honor. So it's the mm. highest award that a Canadian can get. Um, yeah, mm. that's really interesting. What's the difference between the uh, traditional Blackfoot wedding and um, the, the more uh, conventional one? In the traditional Blackfoot wedding, um, for example, there's so many parallels, so many similarities. Uh, a couple of them would be that um, in 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 our in the Western society, like in a church, you would be married on the Bible. And in a traditional Blackfoot ceremony, you're married on the pipe, which is their Bible. And it has so much symbology behind it. For example, the stem of the pipe um, is long and straight, meaning your words need to be long and straight as you're stepping into this ceremony. The bowl of the pipe holds the tobacco. It holds the, it holds the prayers for God. The tobacco itself releases the smoke to the creator so that he may look down and bless this union. Um, it, yeah, so many similarities, but, but just performed in a different way. I've found over the years teaching shamanism that the differences between most of us on this planet and whether we're talking ethnicities or um, religions or or even just cultural differences, it all really comes down to a whole bunch of semantics, and that's it. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, speaking about uh, cultural differences, semantics, and everything else, you went to Dubai and um, to study various religions. And uh, tell us about your trip to Dubai and what you studied, and what 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 actually uh, inspired you to go to Dubai. Um, well, in, in Dubai, actually, I really didn't go there to, to, to study what I ended up studying. I was working for a, an oil company there, Sedco International, and um, I found I was young. I was yeah, lots more energetic than I am at this age. I found that I had a lot of time on my hands, and so I started to really 
dive into the various religions in Dubai, and Dubai is like a a melting pot of nations. It's like there's people from India and Pakistan and Arabia, and 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 it's a melting pot of religions. There's there's obviously Islam, and 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 there's the Eastern religions, and there's Judaism, and there's Christian, and it's like this huge melting pot. So I was just the temptation was overwhelming. So I wanted to learn all of them. So I went, you know, from place to place, from the temples to the synagogue, to the churches, to the mosques, and just learned about them. And then I went to work for a um, uh, a small newspaper there, uh, writing magazine articles. And this was, you know, way back in the early 70s. And so um, yeah, it was not what it is today, for sure. Dubai was the size of Lethbridge at the time, um, like 40,000 people. So and now it's like millions. But yeah. Mm. So. I, I was just, I was just going to say that uh, you're writing in articles and everything else. And um, yeah, I have all the riches as well, too. You go from Dubai. You also continue your journey as well, too. You also graduate from the uh, Four Winds Society uh, Healing the Light Body School, specialized in advanced um, soul retrieval. And you also formed the Kemapala School of Shamanism with your husband, Marv, and you've been director and uh, instructor for over 30 years. And, um, you know, tell us about your experience and also your uh, journey and being at the school. At the school. Okay. Well, the school was a, an outgrowth, I suppose, of our work with the old people, the Koshis from the Bikani Nation. Their task for us was to go and bridge the gap. And that the school, you know, did that for us. It let us um, invite people in so that they may initially it was the animistic shamanism, the shamanism of the Plains Native that, that we focused on. And uh, then years later, when we began to realize that shamanism was shamanism was shamanism all over the world, and it is all over the world, it's on every continent, and um, it, for the most part, the core values, the core understandings, the principles of shamanism from country to country do not change. The rituals change a little, the ceremony might change a little, but the, the, the understanding behind it is is the same. So we wanted to expand a bit, and after the passing of the old people, um, we we thought we would take another branch. We call them branches. They're just another type of shamanism and really get to know it well. So we began working in Peru and studying what we labeled very loosely as energetic shamanism, it's, and then comparing it back to the animistic shamanism, where we, the one that we learned from the old people, to see if we could identify those differences and, and how dramatic they would be and if they really made a difference at all in people's lives, or if it, again, one more time, was just semantics. And it, it is, it's just semantics. They're the same. Um, practice it a little different. Um, for example, in the animistic, if you wanted to um, work around a problem in your life with, say, fear, you would probably embody the bear. So you would choose one of the animistic entities, archetypes, if you were, from the Plains Natives, and bear is the one that faces fear, you know. Um, if you were in Peru and you wanted to um, look at fear in your life and deal with it differently, you would engage the energetics of Otorongo, the jaguar. Um, 
it, and, and engaging that type of energy, it's way more energetic than it is in the Plains Native. It's very literal there. You really walk with bear. You embody bear. Whereas in South America, you put your your head and your heart around the energetic of Jaguar rather than Jaguar herself. Hmm. That's rather interesting as well, too. And uh, we'll talk about the 22 um, shamanic uh, archetypes as well, too. What's present in people's lives and just women along with the book Currency. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs at below the competition way. Call today, one 800 303 That's 1-800-303-3960 or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molsonzia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molsonzia. Available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries. Two strangers, one target. Where truth is an illusion, and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Z has garnered great reviews. And Eve Eleven enjoys by Howard's celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Manales. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molson Z, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms, heard in over 100 countries. Also on HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, a few networks coming soon. Take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. For great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molson for great books, merchandise, and more. I'll support us on uh, Anchor FM. Mike Widener Show and PayPal and support us generously today. We're here with um, the author and also um, director and uh, instructor for over 30 years, uh, Shannon Lynn Harwood here on the Mike Widener Show with the book Currency. And before we talk about the book Currency, along with your previous, it depends on who's looking. You know, we uh, covered a little bit about um, the shamanistic uh, archetypes as well. There's 22 of them and what are present in most people's lives. And um, tell us about some of the 22 that's uh, involved. You can do all that's great, but if you want to do a few or several, it's up to you. Sure. Okay. Um, to say that there's 22 shamanic archetypes, I'm sure there are there are way more than I even know about, and that any of us know about. Um, and and to say they're shamanic, yes, they are from at least one of the modalities, but they're not consistent from modality to modality. Um, for example, in Peru, I mentioned Otorongo the jaguar. You know, they've they've got the serpent, um, they've got um, the condor, they've got the hummingbird, and they're all archetypes that they work with there in Peru. In the Plains Native, they've got um, the the ones around the edge of the medicine wheel, the elk and the eagle and the deer and the bear and the raven and the coyote and, and all and more, all of them, and they work with those archetypes. The 22, when I first wrote It Depends on Who's Looking, the archetype project, they are the 22 that I focused in on because they are they are so profound in our lives. And when we really notice how profound they are in our lives is when we're out of relationship with them, when things start not working so well. And if you look really close, 
at what's not working, you can pretty easily identify which one of the 22 you're maybe, you ought to look at renegotiating your relationship with that particular archetype whip. But in essence, the 22 of them, if you look at the major arcana in the tarot, there they are. I chose um, names from mythology to hang on each of the 22. And, and the reason I wanted to move to mythology and outside of the, the container of, of numerology or astrology or tarot was that when you look really close at, say, all of the attributes, the adjectives that are hung on each of these archetypes, the vessel that holds the mythology archetypes is much bigger than either tarot or astrology or numerology or all of them. So I opted to go in that direction. And I also felt that it, that it, um, it suggested what I wanted to suggest, that the archetypes are much bigger than, than even just ancient Roman mythology or ancient Greek or ancient Egyptian. They're all over the world. So for all of them, for 12 of them, I went around the world and I made, I, I chose different gods, goddesses from, from Oceania, from, from the Celtic, from Africa, from, from Tibet, from, so, so I wanted, I wanted it to be really quite global. So yeah, those are the 22. Mm -hmm. And what are, what are the particular gods are from all the um, parts of the globe that you chose? What are the particular ones? Particular ones. Okay, for the the ten, we'll call them the the easy ones to recognize. The planets, right? They all come from Greek mythology. Those the the other twelve, I went around the world. So you know the ten from the or uh, pardon me, I just made a mistake. You, you got the ten. You got the ten planets, and then you got the twelve um, gods and goddesses and icons. So we cover the planets, and then the twelve. Um, what particular gods and goddesses um, are, are you referring to, and, and name some? Oh, sure. Okay. So we've got um, the Ishtar, and she's the Babylonian goddess of, of, of nature and, and fertility. And we've got um, Pilonitis, and he's the Slavic god of wealth. And we've got Utu, and he's the Mesopotamian god of justice. And we've got Lashkar, and he is the Incan god of the underworld. And we've got, um, let me think, Seredwin, and she's the Celtic god of art, music, and poetry. And we've got Bu, and he's the oceanic god of teaching and wisdom, etc. Mm, that's rather interesting, too. And uh, you also say that uh, what's present in people's lives, and um, what, are, what are some of the, um, you know, the archetypes and also the gods that uh, are, are in most people? What's the most common, and what's like, you know, what's the rarest that you ever heard of? Okay, so I think that that's that's really good question, because every one of us have all of them. And what makes me different from you and you from the, you know, whoever else from all what makes us gives us that uniqueness in life is my relationship with each one of them is particularly mine, specifically mine. And I might be out of relationship with Ra, the Egyptian sun god. And you might have a great relationship with Ra, the Egyptian. Egyptian. So, you know, when it comes to self-confidence and presenting yourself in the world and ambition and drive and ego and determination and all of that 
if you have a great relationship with Ra, you are out there. You are up front and you're saying, here I am. If my relationship was wonky, right, I would have to struggle for self-confidence. I'd want to, you know, not be the center of attention in a party. I'd, I'd probably not have a lot of determination because in the back of my brain, I'd have this limiting belief saying, well, you can't do it anyway. Um, so, so you see how we all then, because we've got all of them, within us and our relationship is so uniquely ours it's what makes us all so human and so unique and so different it's like no two fingerprints are alike so none of us have exactly the same relationship with all the archetypes hmm. that's very true as well too and this is a, a says from the book uh, it depends on who's looking right the archetype project yes the that first. is yeah okay and uh, where can we find the book uh, it depends on who's looking at I believe that it's still up on Amazon. Yeah, I think Amazon's still got some copies up there. Um, yes. Okay. It's, it's, it's from from the early 2000s. I wrote that a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then you also have your new book, Currency, that's coming out uh, as well, too. We'll talk about it in just one minute. You listen to The Mike Whitener Show at themikewhitenershow.com, powered by Sockweb Studios. Visit online at soundcraftstudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by our official sponsor, The Mike Widener Show, International Warring Author, Mia Muslims, The Have Missing, available on Amazon and paperback, back and ebook. We'll be back with the author of Currency, Shanalyn Harwood, after this time out. The Mike Wagner Show is powered by Sonic Web Studios. If you're looking to start or upgrade your online presence, visit www.sonicwebstudios.com for all of your online needs. Call 1-800-303-3960 or visit us online at www.sonicwebstudios.com to get started today. Mention The Mike Wagner Show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host. And I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is Extraordinary Relation of Ordinary People based on a real-life relationship. It's just, it's well-written. It's amazing. You know, it talks about a man who has lost his wife and his daughter, and it's very well done. I'm going to highly recommend that you go get your copy of Missing. It is a powerful, exciting read. Mr. Mian Moshe Zia. He is the author of Missing. And I want to give a big shout out and a kiss all the way halfway around the world to my dear friend. Check him out at Mia's website. It's called www.miamotionzea.com. Missing. Available on Amazon. Again, I'm Forbes Riley, and I will see you again soon. Bye-bye. Hey, hey, this is Ray Powers, and boy, are you in luck. Right place, right time. Tuned in to the Mike Wagner Show. You heard me. We're back with the author of Currency, and also it depends on who's looking. Shanlyn Harwood here on the Mike Wagner Show, and um, your new book uh, talks about uh, a young single mom named Deidre who receives a mysterious message on how people can live um, in a remarkable new society without using money, taken from the ancient um, shaman, um, you know, teachings as well too. And uh, this kind of bridges to uh, what we're doing, what we're talking about. And um, tell us more about the book. What inspired you to write Currency? I would say that the inspiration for Currency was, yes, I suppose my shamanic background, although you never hear about shamanism or archetypes or anything. It's, it's a novel. It's a, it's a fiction novel. And um, the reason that that currency came to life is that it's, I believe it's about time in this world that we took a look at our lives and at the lives of those around us and realized 
we could do it much better. We we could solve a lot of our problems actually quite simply if we looked at how we value things. And that's what currency is about. It's about a young single mom where this this um, new concept comes into the world in her little hometown and in the state and in other states and around the world. Everyone gets this mysterious social media message and they start to put all of these messages together and they realize that all of these messages compile a book and in this book is a new exciting social order that if we were to implement into our lives it would you know on the surface of things it would eliminate money power and hierarchy but what it would do in addition or what it would do instead of that is that we would then take a look at our time on this planet and how we want to spend our time and how we want our time to reward us. And so, for example, one of the things that we need in this world is we still need all of our, our basic needs met. So all six basic needs are met with a, a concept that each of us take part of our time and do nothing more than meet basic needs. So if I wanted to work in the healthcare system, let's say for four hours of my day, I work as a nurse, doctor, paramedic, whatever. If you wanted to work in education, you would take four hours of your day and you'd be you know, a teacher, a football coach or whatever. And all of us would pick our one of the six basic needs and we would invest time in it. So that by the time each of us does that, everyone's basic needs are met. And now we have all this extra time after that that we could invest in ourselves, in our leisure, because our basic needs are met. So now it's time to take that money and and make sure that our kids have a day at the zoo or, or, or have a holiday to wherever. And so what it does is it creates a better balance in our lives. So that it's not all about work, 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 work. And and even after we put in all those hours of work, we still, many of us can't even think about sending our kids to university because, you know, the, that's tens of thousands of dollars that a lot of people just can't do. So our our opportunities for ourselves and our kids right now in this world are very limited. And I'm not sure exactly where you live, but right now with the inflation rate, the way it's going, I know a lot of young families who are struggling just to survive. Mm-hmm. That's been happening all over the world, pretty much as well, too. You know, not just um, Canada, U.S. or it's 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 almost just about everywhere as well. And uh, you talk about four hours of your profession, like if you're a nurse or if you're um, a firefighter teaching all that. Why four hours? Well, because it's about balance. You know, most of us put in an eight-hour workday. So if we said, let's take four of it and put it into the six basic needs of mankind, that would still leave us four to devote to leisure, pleasure, fulfillment in life. And so it's, it's all about balance. Okay. And also, too, you talk about, uh, you know, how a new social order uh, without using money. What are some of the ideas and concepts in there where, where, you, where you don't need money? And uh, how, how would that uh, how would that work uh, from your perspective of, you know, without using money and how would that how would that operate? Okay. So actually, the money is gone in the book. By the time that you're halfway through the book, you know, they have voted in. It takes five years to implement it. It doesn't happen overnight, and it wouldn't happen overnight for you and I, even if we decided to do it today. It would take a long time because all of the, the social structures that are in place that we need in this world would need to be maintained. 
And so there would have to be commissions of people, people like you and I, because hierarchy is gone in the world, in the book. <laughs> we would, you know, some of us would say, well, I really want to, I want to make things happen in the background. I want to be on one of these commissions that says how the food industry is going to work, how the clothing industry is going to work. So, and you've got all these people who have devoted four hours of their time to your little industry. So now the commission, their job is to make it work, to make all of those hours from people you know, produce what's needed and then distribute what's needed in, in a very fair, um, equitable manner. So there's our basic needs all met. So now, when it comes to the other time, imagine, I don't know, think about a credit card, right? And we go, ching, ching, we put in four hours, you pick your career, it doesn't have to be the same career that you're doing with your social, but you pick your career, this is how I want to make a difference in the world, this is the career I choose, and you work four hours, you put your little credit card in, you have four hours worth of time now, not money, but time, and that time can buy, can buy you, oh, I don't know, uh, entertainment, it can buy you leisure, like a holiday, it could buy you the fancy stuff that the needs, you know, our basic needs, not going to buy, for people who are really into diamonds, for example, our basic needs people are not going to have, you know, worry about diamonds for all of us, they're just worried about food and clothing and shelter and healthcare and safety and education, right? So all those goodies are going to have to come off your little credit card here, this little time card where you just made four hours today and you can spend that four hours the way you want to spend it in time. Now, do you get bonus points off of that, just like the typical credit card you see in uh, the ads? Do you get that? I'm kidding. <laughs> or freaking flyer miles? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, because if you did, if we did, if we managed to do that, where people could could somehow um, increase their time artificially, we're right back where we are right now. Hmm. That's rather interesting. And uh, where can we find the uh, book currency at? Uh, yeah, it, it for sure is up on Amazon.ca, Amazon.com. It's on the website, currencythebook.com. Um, I'm trying to keep the cost as low as I can for people. So Amazon, they get to set their own price. So I think it's kind of expensive over there. So I've got it marked down on the website because I want I want more people to be able to read it. So hmm, That's rather interesting. We will certainly do that. We're here with our author, Shannon Linda Harwood of uh, Currency here on the Mike Wagner Show. And uh, just a few more things, Shannon, as well, too. And uh, what else can we expect me in 2022 and beyond? Oh, um, well, uh, right now, the focus is to promote currency. So Marvin and I are going to, we're looking forward to going to little small towns here and there and, and doing little readings of the book and, and signing copies and hoping to get it out there as best we can. We're also taking part of our shamanic school and we want to, for up until now, for the last however long, However long we've been teaching, I don't know, 35 years, we have been the instructors, but we're getting up there. We're getting older. And now we want to take it and make some of the students um, give them the tools that they would need to start instructing on our behalf. That's rather interesting. And we're looking forward to that. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career? In my career? In yes. My, uh, well, in my career. Um uh, I suppose I'm going to have to go back to the old people, Joe and Josephine Koshu of the Pekani Nation. Okay. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? Uh, I would say 
with the fear and the disillusionment and the discouragement that I'm seeing out there in the world, I would, I would encourage people to hold on to hope and faith and, um, to be as optimistic as they possibly can be and to think about ways to do things that will make the world a better place. I think if we all, I understand the challenge there because there's only so much time and I know a lot of people are just, just struggling just to get by and that's where all of their energy is going. But if they've got even a particum of energy left at the end of the day to think outside the box and what could they do in their own little world to make the world a better place. Okay. We're, and we're certainly uh, looking forward to that. Once again, we're with uh, author Shannon and Harwood of Currency here on the Mike Widener Show. Shannon, very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Learned a lot. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. And um, once again, tell us about your upcoming projects, what's your website, how do people contact, where can people purchase or check out your books? Sure, you bet. Um, the, the website for the book itself is Currency the Book. All one word, currency the book. Dot com. Um, I, I know it's on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca. Uh, for our shamanic school, uh, you could go look up our website, uh, Kimapi, which is K-I-M-M-A-P-I-I. That's K-I-M-A-R-Y-M-A-R-Y-M-A-R-Y-M-A-R-Y-M-A-R-Y-M-A-R-Y-M-A-R-Y-M-A-R-Y-M-A-R-Y-M-A-R-Y-M-A-R-